Welcome to Manners of Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are diving into the 95 miniseries of Pride and Prejudice. I feel like that deserved a drum roll before you know, We need to like, woo, streamers, <laughs> confetti, everything. I feel like we've been I'm, talking about this so much. And... I know. It's such a like, I bet on average, this is the majority of people's favorite Jane Austen adaptation that exists. Mm-hmm. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe From it. I mean, it's observations <laughs> yeah i mean it's got really great like i guess you could say like ratings on everything and it has i think the most amount of ratings out of anything and, it, <laughs> and it's the one i feel like that besides like actually even i think it's even more available than the movie pride and prejudice which i thought was like the most popular because this was ah. on hbo max and hulu oh yeah and BritBox. <laughs> and BritBox. And <laughs> amazon prime it's on there as well i believe <laughs> so it's it's like the most widely available i'm sure everyone has been like give it to me right now oh for sure and it's like such a great one to be doing for the holidays because uh-huh. it's just i mean not that pride and prejudice is especially no one of jane austen is especially holiday-ish although this one and emma both feature christmas i'm not sure if any of the other ones do but Mm-hmm. It's at least like a period of time that passes. It just has that. Oh, Persuasion has that Michaelmas talk a little bit. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, even just in the first episode of this one, it has such like a, like with all the parties and everything, it just like feels like it's the holidays yeah. and all the families are coming together and yeah. you know, everyone's just spending time together. So it definitely does have that feel. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've seen it so many times that I <laughs> am in love with the tiniest weird background things that because, because I've seen them so many times. And mm-hmm. this is one that I... We definitely will have to do a commentary for someday because I, every time I watch it, I just have a million asides and I want to watch it with people <laughs> who've seen it a million times that I could just talk through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that because I'm already like, I feel like, you know, not that I necessarily disliked any of the past miniseries or anything we've done, but I feel like after I finished this episode, I was like, I kind of want to just watch straight through the entire series and binge it all because <laughs> it just had me hooked. I mean, I could honestly watch the entire thing every week until we're done recording. <laughs> just because it's good. It's so good. I could just have it on in the background, you know? There was a, mm-hmm. there are times like when I need to go to sleep, but I'm not tired and I just need like a wind down show. This, well, you know, any Jane Austen really will mm-hmm. do it, but this one is just like so like. <sighs> it's just, I I, I don't know. I think it's largely in part due to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer L's portrayal of, Jay, of um, Lizzie because it's just so, I feel like she is, every little look she gives, every comment she gives, <laughs> I feel like she's like nudging us and being like, am I right? Like, right. <laughs> she, I feel like she's talking directly to us, which is so yeah. funny to me. Yeah. And Colin Firth, you can like see all of the like underlying what's underneath mm-hmm. Darcy but he also plays it so well that you're like no but you're such a, a douche I just <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I was like you know because he's he's like not as I would say gothy I think we've called the Matthew McFadden version very gothy very moody, yeah. <laughs> and very moody. he's just kind of mean and snobby in this one which is also very fitting of Mr. Darcy so but you can like see like him falling in love and like trying to fight it like you can see it all yeah there. in episode one which <laughs> yeah. is so crazy <laughs> <sighs> 
Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about it. So I guess me too. I mean, do you have anything else to add to your first impression? I don't. I don't know. Was this re- has this been like remastered or anything? Because uh-huh. it looks really good for like a ninety five miniseries. Yeah. What did you end up watching it on? I watched it on HBO Max. Okay. Well, that's probably the four K version, which looks oh, okay. amazing. I yeah, did it does rewatch look really good. the Hulu version earlier today, and I thought that I don't think that was the remastered version. I think that's just the okay. regular version. I think BritBox also has the remastered version, so <laughs> <laughs> definitely try to go for the four K one. You know, if you're it technologically awesome. capable of watching that, because it looks. Amazing. I think I have the Blu-ray DVD, mm-hmm. which I'll have to break out to look at all the special features. I know. I'm like, I want to read these special features. <laughs> but it, it looks really good. So um, yeah, if you can, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. And I'll say for my first impression, honestly, I don't think I saw this back when it first came out in 96. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't until like, I don't even know. I know we've discussed it on the podcast, but it wasn't until like maybe 2006 or something that I started really mm-hmm. getting into Jane Austen. And I think that's when I first watched it. <laughs> so like 11 years after it came out. So but it I was like a... obsessed with her when I watched it. So it was, they were all the best things I had ever seen. Like I had just <laughs> discovered her and I was in new throes of obsession. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's just the way my fandom works. <laughs> I like something <laughs> oh, and I it's... consume it to death. <laughs> yes, until you're like, well, I guess I can't like this anymore because yeah. <laughs> it's But I know if I still brain. continue to like it forever that it's really truly the best, which Jane Austen is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's so good. I'm very happy we're doing this. Yeah. Let's get into some notes. So we are doing the 1995 Pride and Prejudice miniseries. It uh, premiered on September 24th, 1995. Um, I always it call it 96. Wa- I don't know why. Did it come out it, in England before America? Yes. It was, uh, UK was <laughs> 95 and then the US was in 96. I gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Hold on. Because let me make sure that the same director directed all of it. Yes. Okay. I think so. So I think the director for the entire series was Simon Langton. Uh huh. And then Andrew Davies was the writer. And for our cast, we have Jen. <laughs> We've Jennifer- come across him a few times. I was like, we're pretty familiar with him. <laughs> <laughs> for our cast, we have um, Jennifer L. as Elizabeth Bennett, Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy, Susanna Harker as Jane Bennett. Uh-huh. Julia Swalla as Lydia Bennett. Allison uh-huh. Stedman as Mrs. Bennett, did, who was did the you ever watch Mrs. Bennett. Absolutely fabulous. I did. Or, did you know Julie Swalla is like the daughter of that? <laughs> I was like, Swalla? Swalla? <laughs> I don't know what her, name, her last name is. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, oh, wait, it's Sawala. Sawala. That makes sense. I forgot the first day. <laughs> oh yeah she's the daughter you said right yeah okay yeah okay i didn't know why i never caught that because i i haven't watched all of fab yet but i've watched most of it and i've watched the movie so i was like i, I can't believe they missed that <laughs> we have allison stedman as mrs bennett benjamin withrow as mr bennett chris I love him. <laughs> yeah he's a great mr bennett i mean I you like know i version. love an old man <laughs> actually while i was watching it i was like I think that David Lynch is Mr. Bennett if I had to cast him. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the perfect <laughs> perfect parallel. Crispin Bonham Carter as Mr. Bingley. Which I guess yep. he's his brother related. of 
Helena. Yep. He's so oh, he's good only a, Mr. Bailey. Yeah. He is really good. Polly Maberly as Kitty Bennett. Lucy Briars as Mary Bennett, which I really love this Mary Bennett, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> She's, She's so really different good. than the other Mary Bennett. I always like to go through the cast of all of the, sh- the versions and mm-hmm. think, if I had to cast through like just the versions that I've seen, which one would I choose? Not to say that any are particularly better, but you know, I do have my favorites. You, yeah, so you, you have your, your number one. <laughs> but they do change a lot. Yes. And then we have Anna Chancellor as Miss Bingley, or Caroline Bingley, as we all know her. Um, and I think that's it for episode one for like the main cast. Okay. Did you say the Lucases? Oh, well, maybe not. I not? <laughs> because I wanted you. to squee over one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christopher Benjamin as Sir William Lucas. Um, and we have Lucy Scott as Charlotte Lucas. Norma Streeter as Lady Lucas. I feel like Charlotte and Elizabeth were they probably both went out for both roles. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I could see her being Elizabeth, like in a different version. Yeah, she, to me, when I saw her, I she looked so familiar to me. I was trying to figure out. She looks like, um, almost like Lady Susan in Sanditon to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or she reminds me of like a, a Jane Fairfax for some reason. Like, I feel yeah. like she looks, has the look of well, who's the kind of person who they usually cast as Jane Fairfax. Yeah. Yeah, she did. I was like, oh, she fits right into this movie. And the last Lucas? Lucy Davis as Maria Lucas. Woo! I love her so much. <laughs> Honestly, every time she showed up, I wrote Mariah! Exclamation point in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah, excuse me, not Maria. Oh, yeah. It's a Jane Austen thing. It's spelled the same way. Yeah. <laughs> well, just brain. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, but... Those are the main people. Awesome. Well, should we go ahead and get into the recap? We'll have a yes. lot more notes to come in the next five weeks. Yes. Very interesting factoids that we found. Yeah. Very interesting. I <laughs> <laughs> First thing I wrote. Ah, uh, the sounds of PNP 96. <laughs> <laughs> because you get very used to that theme song because it's at the beginning and end. So if you're just binging it, it's like. <laughs> it's getting you amped up. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a sewing motif in the uh, opening mm-hmm. credits. <laughs> <laughs> And we start off with horses running. And I wrote, the masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think when I was writing the recap for this particular episode, I was very struck a lot of times with like, this is like, we're really, we do kind of focus on the masculinity and the male characters mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I think that they're really fleshed out in a way that they aren't always. And I think that's part of the reason people love this adaptation so much. But I was just thinking because you know, a man adapted it and a man directed it that you could see that like a lot more. And it even opens with, like mm-hmm. the horse is running and the men on horseback, you know. <laughs> yeah. Racing to see whose horse is better. And, yeah. <laughs> but it is a cute. It is cute. It's, it's cute. It's a truth universally acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> but they're looking at Netherfield and Elizabeth is watching them from her hill. And then she starts on her way back home 
And you can see the first little, she looks around and she starts running. So you get like mm-hmm. the first little free spirit. <laughs> and she's picking <laughs> flowers. She gets home and you can hear the sounds of Lydia and uh, <laughs> Kitty screaming. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> so she goes and rolls her eyes at her with her father. <laughs> they both roll their <laughs> eyes together through the window. It's very funny. And the very first thing we really see of the family is Lydia reducing Kitty to tears <laughs> while driving. <laughs> this has been it, Batty. <laughs> Over a um, a bonnet? Is it a bonnet or is it considered a hat? A bonnet, I believe. Okay. But Mrs. Bennett's poor nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I I was very taken aback by this Mrs. Bennett because she is so loud. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Yeah, because I, I was like, I don't want to be like, she's so shrill, but like, she's just so, <laughs> like, everything is so, like, out of 10, and I'm like, not like in a bad way, but like, because the actress is great, I was just like, oh, wow, this is a different, yeah. this is Bennett than I've been used to. Yeah, and I think this is kind of like the more traditional way Mrs. Bennett is played, mm-hmm. but I actually was thinking while when I was watching it today that like, I feel like, because Mr. Bennett is always kind of playing with her, you know, he, mm-hmm. he has this whole long con which we'll get to but i was like she must be used to that is she not playing along in her own way yeah like, oh yeah so. let me be more annoying so that he can be <laughs> ticked yeah. off so maybe whenever we read the book we'll have to see if that could be in there <laughs> you know? yeah and and i will say i what i do really like about this and we'll get more into it later is how like, um, I would say how defensive she is of her daughters. Because, like, the whole, like, point of Mrs. Bennett is that she's trying to get them secured to a good marriage because she is really looking out for her daughters and wants them to have the best life, whatever, whatever. But right. I feel like in this one specifically, she is very much like uh, mom bear. All right. Well, next thing that happens, we go to church. <laughs> and <laughs> this is where we find out Netherfield Park is let it last. <laughs> <laughs> And that Bingley, with 5000 a year, will be there by Michaelmas. <laughs> we were just talking Michaelmas. about Michaelmas. I believe that's Christmas-ish. <laughs> <laughs> around there. Something around there. And then Lizzie says the line about it being uh, um, basically a rewriting of the line of is a truth universally acknowledged that a man of great fortune must be in want of a wife. <laughs> I don't think I said correctly either. <laughs> <laughs> It's something like that. Okay. I said, I love Lydia snorting. S- snorting? That's a weird way to say it. Snorting. <laughs> Snorting. Because <laughs> she's laughing about Mr. Bingley. And, or, mm-hmm. you know. And Elizabeth kind of admonishing her. So we're like already setting up their relationship. Mm-hmm. I love her as Lydia too. She is like, you can just see everything that why Lydia gets to where she gets to, you know? Yeah, they're just <laughs> wild, wild childs. <laughs> well, wilds, childs. Wild childs. <laughs> they get home and it's all hill, hill. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in this version, they have like at least two servants and they both seem to be named Hill, the man and the woman. Like just they're all named Hill. <laughs> Mr. Bennett is really committing to his pranking of the family. <laughs> And saying that he refuses to go call on Mr. Bingley. And Mrs. Bingley, or Mrs. Uh, Bennett, is like, if only we had been able to have sons. (laughs) (laughs) Which felt very pointed in this version. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I love it when Lydia's like, Lord, I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, you can't just sit still. <laughs> just sit <laughs> down. <laughs> She's a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> a very right. horny 15-year-old girl. <laughs> I would say she is the definition of boy crazy. Yes. So we get a little scene with Elizabeth and Jane, and Lizzie doesn't think a man could who could fall in love with her would be sensible enough to be worth it. <laughs> a really funny way of saying that. Jane, of course, wants to marry for love. Of course. And Lizzie says she'll end an old maid and aunt to Jane's children. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think secretly Lizzie's like, I hope that happens. <laughs> I yeah. think she's like crossing her fingers. <laughs> If only. That's, they're very cute. And then Elizabeth kind of walks around the house and says goodnight to each, you know, room individually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much uh, akin to, what is it, the, the Waltons? <laughs> I don't know Do the you Waltons. remember that? Isn't it that where they ended each show where it's like, they would say like, goodnight, Lydia, goodnight, blah, blah, goodnight, blah, 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 <laughs> goodnight, blah, blah. And they like would end every episode like that. Oh, that sounds familiar, but I, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen the Waltons. <laughs> I've only seen a couple episodes, but I believe that's what happened, but I may be wrong. <laughs> Probably. I feel like in the movie, there's a scene where they kind of like pan across the outside of the house and you see everybody, mm-hmm. which I kind of think is similar to like Lizzie going to everybody's room. Being mm-hmm. like, this is how they, how we all live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we also, we see Mr. Bennett kind of like despairing over his accounts. It looks like in just mm-hmm. kind of like a cut through scene. And then a bird chirps, and Mr. Bingley has come! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Although, it's funny, because Kitty and Lydia are just full of gossip, because they're, like, the first ones to have seen, but actually, Elizabeth was the first one to see him arrive. (laughs) She just might not have made the connection at the time. Then, at least 24 hours later, Mr. Bennett admits that he saw Mr. Bingley. So, he's been (laughs) keeping it a secret for at least... A full day. <laughs> and he tells Kitty that she can cough as much as she chooses now. And I just think that's a really funny <laughs> runner that Kitty has a cough. <laughs> you always hear about Kitty's coughing. <laughs> just a well, I just funny like, Jane Austen runner. <laughs> I, just, I just like how, um, you know, she has like a one or two cough. Like it's not like she's ill. And Mrs. Bennett is like basically telling her, please shut up. I can't take you coughing. Like, what about my nerves? (laughs) You know, maybe I'm going way too deep into this so early on, but, like, I wonder if that implies, I bet there's some article on Jasna about this, that Kitty had, like, a childhood illness. Oh. But I don't know. (laughs) It could be. It's, like, a a recurring theme of, like, she's got, she keeps on coughing. Yeah, because I know Jane and her sister had that childhood illness, and maybe they Mm. had some coughing. I know I had like whooping cough as a child and I cough a lot or have always kind of coughed a lot since then. Hmm. Interesting. I I could totally see it being some sort of like secret underlying thing. I don't know. I feel like maybe it is. I'm turning into that guy. (laughs) Here's one of Maya's crazy theories. (laughs) Here she goes again. (laughs) Um, okay, so then we go to the Ball of Meriton, the public ball, and we see, I said, put on your tall hats, gentlemen, you have to walk 20 feet outside. God, that was, it's so funny because I was like, it's so different than the ball we get in the movie, 
where the, <laughs> like in the movie it just feels very like we're at the community center and it's just like this country <laughs> like, like a jamboree bunch of people there. <laughs> yeah it just feels like a little bit more like wild and like i don't know like country and and this one it's like i can i would say as country as like english people can get maybe because <laughs> it was like very proper still but like there were some drunk people and i feel like it was I, different. when i was watching it i was thinking even in this like more polite version everyone still seems drunk to me <laughs> and then i was like yeah but probably people were drunk a lot back in those days because i think i think that was still the time where the water wasn't really that great to drink so people drank a lot of yeah. alcohol and then i thought how weird it is that English society, like at the time, prized people being, you know, keeping all their feelings, you know, keep being repressed in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But like, also, they were drunk all the time, which must have been really hard. <laughs> so maybe that's why they valued it so much, because probably people were a little more rowdy and like willing to just air all their dirty Spill laundry. Spill their guts. <laughs> having a lot of supposition this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it, I think it was like, uh, when we first get there, it's like, you know, it's just like, oh, it's a fun, crazy party. And then like, as we get more into the party, you, you start to see like, everyone is like wasted. Like people yeah. are falling at the troughs and <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone's yes. gossiping and picking at food. And yeah. You see a lot of servants in this version. Even so far, we've seen a lot of them compared to like some versions. Although I feel like a lot of versions do try to like show it, but. Mm -hmm. Well, I think <laughs> like... it's like, I, I appreciate it because I think it gives more of a sense of like that the Bennets and the people around them, it's not like they're like the country in the middle of nowhere and they don't really have stuff. Like they, they right. are like, they're not dirt poor. They have money yeah. to an extent and things and some status sort of so it's like i think it's good to see so many servants because then it's like oh it kind of reinforces that to me yeah and it's crazy that like they can have kind of what seems like a pretty well-off lifestyle and yet if they don't marry well they'll all be practically destitute like right laws <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> all right <laughs> okay so yeah i just thought it was really funny because they only walk like from the carriage to thing which yeah. is like 20 feet but they have to put on these gigantic hats which mr darcy puts on in a really crooked way which is really funny yeah it, most ridiculous i'm like it looks like they're going to war hats yeah because <laughs> they're like the big kind of circle like, but flat yeah like <laughs> big like whoopty like almost looks like black foam <laughs> to me yeah. okay so they're, they have like inside everyone is dancing merrily elizabeth just dancing right before they walked in the door and then the, the grand entrance and mm -hmm. <laughs> sir william being the designated party i don't even know what what do you what do you call that person at a party who like wants to keep everyone happy and like oh party facilitator um, yeah almost like the party's like hype man in a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does it all the time when there's a party he's always trying to talk to everybody make sure everyone's feeling good <laughs> He's a sir, and I do have a little bit about that for our deep dive later on because interesting to him. <laughs> Ooh, surprise! <laughs> Mama tells Jane and Elizabeth that the man next to Bingley is even richer and therefore even handsomer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> uh, they come over having solicited an introduction <laughs> by Sir Lucas. Um, 
And Bingley, who's clearly spit with Jane from the second he sees her, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know how Darcy kept the two of them apart because <laughs> they both Seriously. clearly love each other. <laughs> he was like obsessed with her. Yeah. He asked her for the first two dances. And this is <laughs> Mama. Mom, now I can't do it right because of Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Mama at first is very like nice and warm to Mr. Darcy. Like, hey, buddy, let's all be friends. Mm-hmm. And he just turns the second they avert their eyes for one second. He turns his back and walks away. I'm like, that was so rude. I mean, yeah. you gotta know that that is rude. <laughs> yeah, she was doing her she was doing her best to try and break down his like snobby, like up nose attitude and clearly didn't work. Because so. <laughs> he's just that much of an asshole. Yeah, and then she immediately thinks that he is not very handsome at all and quite ill-favored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was like, Lizzie was like, yeah. Well, she Duh. lets her opinion be known quite loudly, so I'm sure mm-hmm. Darcy, who probably feels awkward for having been so rude, you know, he's just right. kind of like, I can't tell with Darcy because a lot of people will put him on like on the spectrum a little bit and be like, oh, he's mm-hmm. just super awkward. But I also feel like he is kind of just a snob and that Elizabeth kind of breaks him down where he's like, oh, well, now that I'm evaluating myself, I can see that I am awkward because I'm kind of. A yeah, <laughs> he could like totally be. Yeah, it could be, like, a way to, like, not be on the spectrum and still, like, not have those social cues make sense because he's clearly grown up, like, insanely wealthy and probably hasn't been around anyone who's also not very wealthy, so. Yeah, I just wonder how, God, I have so many things that I'm like, I might get through this because I was thinking about also during this part, like, Bingley, because he says that, or that might be later, but he's talking about country manners and how charming they Mm -hmm. are. And I was like, but Caroline hates the country. So I was imagining that they grew up in town a lot and um, Uh that all of her friends were in town. So she hated going to the country because then she had no one to talk to, but he loved it because he got to like play with toads and get muddy. Yeah, (laughs) and do like rowdy kid stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting so off topic. I'm just so excited about doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's it's on topic. Everything's on topic. So the dancing begins and Darcy and Bingley's looks to each other are super cute because Darcy's kind of just like smiling under his breath like, oh God, you clearly are having the time of your life, Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia is acting the fool because she's dressed too. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. Uh, and outside is that's when we see the carriage drivers getting sloshed, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, they're all sitting troughs. around drinking, and that guy just kind of gets up apropos of nothing and starts dancing mm-hmm. straight for the trough and falls in. It's just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> random. <laughs> He's that fucked up. <laughs> and then we get to the second dance gossip 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 Jane and Bingley are dancing mm-hmm. again <laughs> <laughs> Darcy is circling the floor and Mary is over it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then this is my first Mariah because <laughs> it was the first time I spotted her <laughs> although I think she's probably in it before that that was just because I was writing the notes I couldn't look mm-hmm. up as much but she's in the background this whole time and I personally my headcanon is that she looks up to Elizabeth as like 
who she wants to be when she grows up. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's constantly, I mean, if you watch her, she's constantly staring at Elizabeth and watching her go by and kind of like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sighing to herself. <laughs> like, oh, that's how I should move about the room. Oh, that's how I should give inquisitive yeah. looks. So. <laughs> then we get Darcy being such a snob, the inciting snobbery. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he says it would be a punishment to stand up with any one of them especially women who were slighted and i was like well you know elizabeth has been dancing it's not like but i don't know i don't think she danced in the one dance in between when he walked into the room and now but it's hard to tell how much time is passing i said does everyone think they're using their whispering voices when they aren't (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is also a indication of how drunk they are because they're all like screaming and trying to be secretive about it i think this is like the one thing for sure that the other version has but like is better at than this one because the guests in the background of that one are talking so much that it makes sense that they're like using louder voices they could be overheard Mm -hmm. but this one it's like when you're looking at someone who's across the room you can tell that they're just moving their lips and no sound just like there's no background sound i feel like that's one thing this is (laughs) this scene is missing yeah definitely and then mariah Uh, the Bingley sisters are dressed like satin Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bingley can't get enough of Jane. I think even after their two dances, he's just wandering around with her, like talking to everybody and being mm-hmm. introduced and introducing. <laughs> <laughs> when they finally get home, I don't know. I Am I missing anything that we should talk about for the rest of the dance? Because when I was doing this, I was like, it's so weird to do the same thing twice and be like, am I just saying the exact same stuff? Yeah. The last version? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing we had, we haven't talked about yet is like the whole scene where Bingley and Darcy are like talking about like women in the room. And Darcy's like, you've got the, like the hottest one. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. what about Elizabeth? And he's like, gross. No, thank you. Yes. Yes. And, and it's of really course cute. you could hear it. Of course. <laughs> it's, I love the way she, I I don't know if Bingley can tell that she can hear it, but I like the way mm-hmm. she gets up after Bingley leaves and is all like, ah, and goes over to Charlotte and immediately starts giggling like, we're laughing at you, buddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I what I really liked about this one was because like in the in the 2005 movie, like you can tell like she definitely is like, it like makes her angry and like really gets to her but this one she's like i don't care what he thinks about me i'm gonna go like make him feel uncomfortable now yeah yeah and i really love that yeah okay so they all the party ends they all go back home the girls fill in mr bennett and he (laughs) pretends not to care but he does seem a little more interested when he finds out about mr darcy sliding elizabeth uh-huh <laughs> because i'm sure he was like and what did elizabeth do <laughs> in <Yeah>. retaliation <laughs> yeah. i've trained her well mm-hmm. uh, i just love the relationship me too another field everyone save charles are snobbing up the joint <laughs> mm-hmm. oh this is where oh well charles says i'll never understand where you go why you go through the world determined to be displeased with everyone you meet <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to say that to people before. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a good it's a good way to put it like instead of just saying like stop being a pill, like why are you going about right. the world being mad at everyone? Yeah. Just you enjoy. You don't have to judge everyone before you even talk to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh then we see Elizabeth and Jane out picking lavender. 
I'm so jealous <laughs> that she had that huge basket of lavender. I know. <laughs> so much lavender. And they're talking about Bingley, and Elizabeth says, I gave you leave to like him. You've liked many a stupider person. <laughs> <laughs> I really like their relationship in this one because it just yeah. feels like it's so, like, I don't know. Like she, I feel like Jane knows Elizabeth so well. She's like, she's going to talk shit about everyone. So I'm just going to let her talk yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And you can see the reserve for Jane. But like when she's with Elizabeth, you can just see, oh, I'm so much more comfortable. And mm-hmm. I can, you know, say what I think, even though she doesn't think anything means. So whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Charlotte comes over to invite everyone to a party at her house. And then we go <laughs> to the party. <laughs> <laughs> party number two. Yep. Mary um, plays the piano. She's a real Anne Elliot in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think in this one, I could totally, not that I couldn't see in the movie, but like in this one, I totally understand like if like anyone had like an obsession with Mary because the fact that she is just like, she put on her glasses and just playing the piano in the most <laughs> serious way and like the most like, like, you know, serious song. It's not very dancey. And she's just having, you could tell she's having the time of her life. She's like, this is what I came for. Yes. And it's like, you could see her almost want to cry when they're like, play dance tunes. And she's like, I hate playing dance tunes. Yeah. (laughs) I do like how that, that, um, he comes over and he's just like, their taste isn't as refined as ours. Like, just appease them. The party facilitator (laughs) exactly but i just love the way that he spoke it wasn't like very like you know silly girl whatever it was very like we have the best taste we both know it but they won't shut up unless you play it (laughs) yeah he's very good to her Mm -hmm. we see mrs forrester who is the new young bride of colonel forrester and she actually we'll see again in the mansfield park movie she plays mariah oh a few years from this she looks so young in this one though like so young (laughs) yeah because i was like i was looking at it at first and i was like did i like kind of like for a second blackout and not hear that their father and daughter but i was like they look so different in age but she's the one who invites (laughs) lydia so like they're best friends so she is really young mrs forrester well i don't know maybe he just looks very old Maybe it's the chops, but... <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it was just, like, a really... Um, he was really old, and she was really young. Probably in the book, too. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I said, I love Sir Lucas not questioning his right to be on the same level as those snobby girls because he goes to talk to uh, the Bingley sisters, and mm. he doesn't even question, like, oh, I'll introduce you if that's why you don't go. And they're like, like, we need an introduction. But he doesn't even question <laughs> it. <laughs> he doesn't care point, about it. Yeah. At one point, you even see him, like, go up behind Mr. Darcy. And he goes, like, he's going to talk to him. And then he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm not. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, I just am not in the mood to hear some complaining. I don't know. That might have been a last dance. I'm, I can't keep it straight. <laughs> okay. And then the next thing I wrote is, Darcy is so hot in this version. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the longest time, I was not a believer in Colin Firth's attractiveness. Not that he wasn't, not that he was ugly, but it just wasn't right. for me. But I feel like after watching, I can't remember what else I watched recently with him in it. But then, oh, it was Bridget Jones' Diary. That oh, yeah. and this, I was like, I totally get it now. <laughs> he really embodies Mr. Darcy. 
<laughs> he does. It's like a very different, but so apt Darcy. Yeah, he's really good. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, I just spew out whatever he's thinking. Like, yeah. <laughs> his silent scenes when he's not saying anything, I just have to say, oh, this is what you're thinking. This is what you're thinking. <laughs> yes, you have to put voice to the thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he just like smolders at Elizabeth through this entire scene. And <laughs> you can't really tell, is it like, is it attraction or is it, you know, it's definitely something getting on her screen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you're clearly like a little bit obsessed with her in a way that you're not sure if you like her a lot or if you hate her because yeah. of the way of the way she like totally like played you. Yeah, her laughing at him first thing was the best thing she could have ever done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to get his attention. <laughs> Lydia and Kitty each have a boy on their arms. Of <laughs> this where, oh, this is where they're like, play a jig, Mary. Right. No one wants your concertos yeah. here. <laughs> I, I knew the minute I saw that they were both with soldiers, I was like, trouble, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Those soldiers come around too because they really like, they're just, you just can see it. Kitty and Lydia are just flirts. They're just flirts. <laughs> they're flirty and they're like, like we said, wild. And so I feel like that like intrigues them. They're like, who are these wild pretty sisters? Yeah. <laughs> I think, does Darcy say any savage can dance in this scene? Yeah, which I was like, whatever, fuck you, Darcy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're a jerk. <laughs> I wrote, will this recap just be quotes? <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect. Um, and then awkwardly, Sir Lucas tries to set up a dance if only Elizabeth had accepted, this whole story could have been hugely different. <laughs> if she had accepted this yeah. dance, <laughs> mm-hmm. they probably would have just fallen in love right there. Probably. It probably would have been a sped up version. They would have had that once like dance where no one's around them. And yeah, they would have exactly. had it right then instead of, you know, <laughs> months later. Yeah. Then Caroline comes up to Darcy and gets kind of unconsciously rejected. And I feel so sorry mm-hmm. for her in that moment. <laughs> Because I like, fine eyes, but not yours. <laughs> she thinks he's talking about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I do at first, but then I'm like, she's just so nasty and rude. And like, she kind of deserves it a little bit. But I kind of wish it would have like come from someone else besides Darcy because he's mean to everyone. Well, it's like it's like a reality check for her. And it is, she oh, is yeah. nasty, but you know that she has looked at Darcy as the person she most wants to be with. She probably is kind of in love with him and just like seeing him totally not even notice her and go for this other girl, one who she doesn't even think is pretty. Like, right. One who's not up to status. I'm not saying she's a great person, but I can can feel more sorry for her in this one than I do in most versions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Because in this one, she kind of comes off as like, more what's the word is it apathetic like she just i don't know i feel empathy towards her because she is just like you can tell that she gets knocked down really easily which she's more rather insecure. than yeah that's, that's exactly what i was trying to say like in the 2005 film version i did ne- i never felt sorry for caroline because <laughs> i was like she doesn't care i yeah. really about anything but kind of like just herself yeah. <laughs> Oh, then we get an invitation for Jane to go to Netherfield. And Mama implements her plan to force Jane to stay a month at Netherfield. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which this, I feel like in this version, it was so much more sad because 
she starts out riding in the rain. It's not like <laughs> it was like, oh, she's gonna get caught in the rain. No. <laughs> like, go, get wet, get sick, stay a month. <laughs> oh mom. Lizzie is annoying. Jane okay, then we see Jane at dinner and she's already wrapped in a blanket, I suppose because she arrived soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. And the snobby Bingley girls are grilling her on her relations, but fortunately she's too ill to notice. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, call for the doctor. <laughs> Which <is> <laughs> they're like, we're done. <laughs> they never really seem to care that she's sick. <laughs> No, no, because they're kind of, like, sort of making fun of her for having no, like, real connections, which yeah, is so exactly. funny to, th- to think about, like, at that time, be like, because, like, her, would she say her uncle, her cousin's, like, a lawyer, or? Uh-huh, I think so. He... Yeah, and I'm like, you, know, you tell someone nowadays, they're like, oh my god, wow, that's so, like, wow. Yeah. And then, but, like, back then, they were like, oh, a lawyer. Lame. But I think even then, lawyer was a fairly decent profession, like. I think some gentlemen I, would even become lawyers if they didn't have, like, a family income or whatever. Oh, yeah. I I, I think it was definitely, like, in I a way respected. Really yeah. Yeah, but, like, as when it comes to, like, status and, like, marriage, it really has, like, no claim. Yeah. It's considered trade. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, ugh, okay. <laughs> okay, back at home, no one really seems too worried about Jane, but... <laughs> But her father. Your <laughs> mom's like, no one dies of a cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just kept having like flashbacks to, um, uh, oh God, what's her name now? From um, Sense and Sensibility, who was sick. Oh, Marianne. <laughs> Marianne. I was about to say Mary. I was like, it's not Mary. It's not Mary. <laughs> but I just kept having flashbacks to her almost dying um, yeah. from being in the rain of a broken heart. So Yes, yes. <laughs> I just like how... Mama is like so willing. She's like, I'm willing to bet my daughter's life that she will be fine and get paid. <laughs> she, I mean, she looks like a robust girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's you know she'll she'll make it. Lizzie wants to go see her. Um, I think she has her own plan. I think she secretly wants to show up filthy and muddy and prove she's stronger than those snobby Bingley girls. Like, I am a good. Yeah. I can walk through the mud, and I don't care about a little mud on my back. Yeah, and I also I think it's her like in a way almost like mirrors her father to be like I know it's gonna annoy them that I showed up super dirty and I'm like yep. a little rowdy and yes. she's like I know it's gonna piss them off and I want to do it yes I agree <laughs> I put why are the Bingley sisters such bitches <laughs> <laughs> they can't help it it's very especially because of how like audaciously they're dressed I keep thinking of stepsisters from the Cinderella yeah they would never get muddy they'd probably be like ah, mud <laughs> someone needs to carry me and charles though he's just like a puppy dog he is so yes. sweet <laughs> so crazy just... that they come from the same family <laughs> yeah that's what's so crazy is like he's never like offensively snobby it's just like i would say snobby out of ignorance because he just doesn't know any better but like he's never mean he's so like fascinated by people in the country it's so interesting it's so weird it's like their parents must have had some crazy expectations for the girls or maybe they were just sent off or something because he's so nice and they are so snobby okay so mr bingley insisting that elizabeth stay is the cutest (laughs) and no one is thrilled by it except for him and probably jane not even elizabeth she's like okay (laughs) she's like oh please 
<laughs> and then uh, we see all the men go off to hunt while the girls look out the windows. <laughs> <laughs> I did really kind of enjoy this hunting scene for some reason. I don't know why, but like aesthetically, I was like, this is stuff that I really like. Long, like, I don't know, tweed coats and yes. dogs and like the dreary English countryside. Yeah. And you can really see how gorgeous it is when you're outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, sometimes it's just so green that it's like, this could be Florida. There's so much green. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not the same plants or whatever, but. It's just, you know, green. Yeah. Indescribable green. (laughs) So, okay. Then later that night, Elizabeth has to get dressed to come down to socialize, which consists (laughs) of reading on the couch while the others play cards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I could just read in my books. room, but she has to socialize. <laughs> yeah. As a guest. She's probably, I, I would probably guess that she tried every trick she could to be like, can I just stay with my sick sister, please? Jane was probably like, no, you have to be good. Go down there. <laughs> Bring me back a Bingley report. <laughs> Darcy is so awkward. Very. He comes up and he's like, may I inquire as to the health of your sister? and she was like uh she's okay (laughs) you could just knock on the door right (laughs) she's right upstairs (laughs) but that inspires him to write to his own sister she's just elizabeth bennett's height if you were Hmm. wondering (laughs) Hmm. interesting interesting comparison darcy (laughs) and then i wrote i really love bingley (laughs) (laughs) because he's so nice He's just when he's really like, all women cover screens and I know not what. <laughs> I That is probably like one of my favorite like parts of this, of the Pride and Prejudice story is like the part where he's just like, God, women are so great because they could do all these things that I can't do and that most men can't even really ever do. And yeah, he's like, they're just so great. And it's just like a really great <laughs> observation. They are great. I mean, when you hear them play like amazing piano and... Showing off the art that they're doing. It is impressive. Very. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Elizabeth finds it a thrill to be able to contradict Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell, like, she's like, I'm going to put down this book and yeah. I'm just going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> is that how you feel? <laughs> but you can see it's like, she just, like, it's thrilling to her in that, like, kind of a, you know. You know what she I'm gets a little about. bit of an adrenaline, adrenaline rush. Yes. <laughs> he stares intently at her some more after that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the Bennett Girl Parade. <laughs> <laughs> Minus Mary, who they left at home. <laughs> Probably because Mary was like, please don't make me go, please. I'm in the middle of this sermon. I have to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of laugh at when they all showed up and then... It basically, the Binkleys are like, oh, great, the rest of the bandits are here. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely show their apathy. Mm-hmm. Darcy seems shocked when Bingley's like, I'd love to stay in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bennett is so over Darcy in this scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she, she is like, could care less. Yeah, she's kind of embarrassing, but there is something like something about her being able to like not being afraid to show what she thinks. It's very great of her, I think. You know, it 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 what it is, and it's like this is like the scene where I was like, I really her like mama bear esque 
attitude came out because she knows, like, I mean, you know, he was rude, obviously, to her, but, like, she's probably, like, I'm taking it that he's rude to our entire family and to my girls, and I don't want one of my girls to marry someone like that. And so she's just like, I don't care if I'm rude to someone rich. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably where Lizzie gets that, like, independent spirit from. Oh, yeah. As much as her and her dad are, like, you know, two peas in a pod, I think Mm -hmm. she gets that, like, I'm going to talk back to you and I'm going to like it from her mother. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And I'm sure, like, when she clashes with her mother and they... And her mom is, like, talking to her dad. Her dad's like, where do you think it comes from, girl? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think you got it? Okay, and then Darcy does the one thing, the only thing he can think of to get Elizabeth out of his head, and that's to immerse himself into water. (laughs) (laughs) And we get to see an old-timey bath for a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a giant copper tub. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of... I think he wears a shirt while he's in it and he's sitting on like a, a sheet or something. Something like that. It seems like a big to-do to take a bath. Well, you had to have someone like bathe you essentially. Yeah. Well, f- at least keep the water warm and fill it up. and. Ugh. But only thank water for... can wash away thoughts of Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, thank God for plumbing because. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I did think when she, one time when they were walking outside and it looked very idyllic, I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to live back then. And then I was like, but chamber pots. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I couldn't do but, that. But, you know, it'd just be such a normal part of life that, you know, but still. Yeah, I mean, you would be acclimated to it, but just like, ugh, it's just yeah. so much easier to not. Yeah. So, meanwhile, while he's taking a bath, he's not able to wash the thoughts of her away because she's outside running and playing with his gigantic dog. His cutest dog is big old Great Dane. It's so pretty. And he spies them, and I think that's when he knows that she's the one. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, like, it's so funny because at this point, I was, this is where I, like, my mindset of him changed, where I was like, oh, the whole, like, snobby, like, I'm mean to everyone, it almost seems like an act he can't help but put on around, like, you know, society, even, like, people who aren't on his, like, status level. Yeah. Like, he just can't help but be a prick about it but like when he's by himself and he's kind of seeing these things that he wouldn't like if he was truly a snob it really endears him towards elizabeth because he's not really a snob we find out much later on as we already know but like i don't know why he starts off with such tood at the beginning but he Mm -hmm. does have it you know he's not like just i'm shy and awkward he's like deliberately being (laughs) rude Yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of those things where, you know, maybe he, he doesn't necessarily like going to the country that much. And he's like, I don't, I'm just going to be in a bad mood the whole time. Yeah. And he's definitely been hanging out with these Bingley girls too much. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So then we have some more after dinner hangout time. Caroline is wandering and hovering. <laughs> She's like, somebody play with me. And she goes, oh, I'll pick, uh, I'll pick on Eliza. <laughs> She calls her Eliza, right? Eliza. Yeah. They they um they use Eliza in this version a lot. Yeah, I think she specifically calls her Eliza a lot. Funny fact, my middle name is Elizabeth. And it's because what? when my parents were naming me Maya, they were kind of afraid that I wouldn't like it. And so they wanted to give me a name in which I could pick any like there's like seven names that come with Elizabeth that you can pick. So <laughs> if I hated it, I could just pick my own name out of Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, Maya's such a good name. I know. I never wanted to change my name or anything. So (laughs) anyway, yeah. So Caroline picks on 
Eliza and she wants her to do a turn around the room. And <laughs> Elizabeth is like being paraded and displayed. And I said, what an embarrassing time to be alive as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's take a turn so that they can assess all your features. Yeah. Especially when Darcy points it out point blank. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I bet I wrote, I bet Jane Austen would flourish in such a situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> she would just have the whole room laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Telling a great story. Um, that would, I don't know. I just, I probably imagine her a lot more perfect than she probably is. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to be a writer like she is and a, as such an observer of people, she definitely probably knows how to like talk to people and how to be yeah. charismatic. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's clearly hilarious. Exactly. Darcy refuses to play. (laughs) (laughs) And instead of giving funny responses, which is all that was really required of him, he Mm -hmm. makes himself as unflirty as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I was like, how could she know that he's already in love? Because he's trying to come across as being not. (laughs) Like, he's just so like, I'm not going to play along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just being kind of like a, a pill about it and just being so like standoffish. But then like when it's just him by himself observing, he's like, oh, she's the most perfect person. Yeah. And it's like, how is she going to know? I bet this is where I wrote Caroline deep down knows already. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, this was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jane has barely said a word since she got to Netherfield. <laughs> <sighs> but she doesn't need to. She's already sealed her fate. But I think that's actually when they leave, and that's the last thing we see is Bingley and her staring at each other through the window. (laughs) But actually, I was was doing something else while that scene was going on, and Mm -hmm. just listening to it without watching it, it does kind of sound like Jane is like, eh, you know, like she doesn't sound like, oh, I love you. But if you watch it with your eyes, like, they're staring at each other. It's like, oh, of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, like, Jane has always been, like, a romantic, and she's definitely, like, the one I believe the most to be, like, I truly love him, whatever, whatever. But I can totally tell maybe she's, like, being there and around the sister. She's like, I do love him, but is it going to be worth it <laughs> to have to deal with these people forever? So she's definitely weighing her options. Yeah. Plus, I wonder how sick she really was because, I mean, she right. didn't leave her room for weeks, <laughs> it seems like. I mean, yeah. it could be less time. I'm not really sure how long the whole thing at the other field. It just, I always, in my mind, imagine it to be like a whole month. <laughs> I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not. To me, it felt like maybe like a week, but it could, yeah. I'm really bad with the passage of time in movies, so <laughs> it could be yeah. a long time. I mean, a cold doesn't usually last more than a week, and I'm sure when we get to the book, we will button down all of these timing (laughs) questions we have at the moment yeah i the last thing i wrote was just kind of like what i started with was like you can tell that this is adapted and directed by men (laughs) you know like it just definitely focuses on the male point of view more which is great and i think is great to have that kind of adaptation out there but it is yeah i do want to say we need an all-female directed and written pride and prejudice Let's make it happen, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I want to, like, just be... I, I want to care more about Elizabeth and Jane's thoughts and what they necessarily want rather than being, like, obsessed with, like, well, when is Darcy going to be nice and actually tell <laughs> that he's in love? And I'm like, I don't... You know, we've got that one. 
Yeah, and I think it's great that we do. And mm-hmm. even I think the Joe Wright one, you can tell, like, th- there is more of a focus on Darcy than there is in, like, the books. But I just think yeah. I would love to see a female. Just want to see it. <laughs> just because there's not yeah. one out there. Yeah, well, I think, like, a lot of times it's very easy to, like, kind of get trapped in, like, what is Darcy thinking? Because he's so mysterious, blah, blah, blah. But then it's, like... I just think the more, I think it's also like really interesting to be like, well, how is Elizabeth going to kind of like keep her values and yeah. the way, how, what she wants for her life and weigh it against, you know, the realities of the world? Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I had so. some real thoughts about Charlotte <laughs> Lucas too when I was watching this one, but I think probably we maybe we'll do her for a deep dive for the next episode because mm-hmm. she's definitely more important to that one than she was in this one. <laughs> So let's see. What was our favorite part? Uh, I think my favorite part was the whole eavesdropping scene at the party where Darcy is like, she's kind of like, not my type, whatever, whatever, not very pretty. (laughs) And then so she's just like, fine by me. And then goes and makes him feel uncomfortable and makes fun of him to her friends, Uh which I think is the best. I thought I love that interpretation where she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean her that's what she gets from her dad is being able to laugh at other people and not take it on exactly. herself. Like she's very secure. That is one thing about yeah. Elizabeth Bennett. She's not she's not an insecure person. <laughs> no, not at all. She's not hung up on really what anyone thinks about her. Yeah. I think I'll pick a similar ish feeling, but like when they are all at Netherfield and Jane is sick mm-hmm. and I like in this version, especially like realizing, oh, she wants to walk there. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this isn't just like, no, I don't want to put you out. It's like, no, I want to show them what I can do in my subtle yeah. way. <laughs> you know? And like <laughs> when you can see her being like, I'm kind of thrilled that I'm getting to talk to you this way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you know, the whole uh part of that walk where she like leaps over the fence and like lands right in this huge pile of mud. <laughs> yeah. And she just starts kind of stomping in it a little bit. She's like <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm great. Like, you were aiming that. for that mud pile. <laughs> exactly. She was not displeased at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yay, we're starting. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so for sorting... Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, I don't know who to pick. The ones we've done so far are Mary and mm-hmm. the Gardeners, which we might, Mary might deserve just a little bit of a, a re She's so talking about one. because she's so, yeah. But maybe that should come a little bit later. But, um, yeah. and the Gardeners, which we haven't even met in this version yet. <laughs> and obviously, we're going to have to save some of the main characters for when we do the book. Oh, yes. for sure. That's what we're going to really want to do them. That's the, the source. But we might have, I I don't know, <laughs> until about 30 minutes before we started recording, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do for the deep dive. <laughs> but when I was watching it, I decided to do Sir Lucas because I found myself asking questions about him, like, mm-hmm. how did he become a knight? <laughs> and I looked it up, <laughs> and it's because he became the mayor of his town. And oh. because of that, he became a knight. Interesting. And is the mayor, the mayor would be in an elected position, right? I assume so. I didn't really get any... I didn't, like, do a deep dive on (laughs) mayorships. And it's so funny because, you know, I've read Right and Prejudice 
many times, but mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure this that like we only know this from like maybe a sentence of Pride and Prejudice. Uh-huh. Because I also found out doing the research that he has an older son who will inherit, but he's only spoken about a tiny bit, I think, at the dance at Meriton. And mm-hmm. I think that he's not spoken of very well. <laughs> like I think he might be a gambler Ooh. or something. Uh so that's interesting, just like the contrast of Charlotte. Because I was thinking about Charlotte and like, oh, we'll, we'll get to it next episode, but like she makes a clear choice. <laughs> you know, she's got yeah. plenty of officers around. She could have Picked married up. several times if that's, you know. Anyway, we'll get to her. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing Sir Lucas. He's very amiable. I think that's part of his character. Very, I, like, I don't want to say like, po- I mean, he is positive, but like, that whole thing of like he wants to bring everyone up. He's very, yeah. um, very that. Yeah, and he doesn't. And doesn't have take like, anything to heart. Yeah, he's not rich or anything, and he's not like super high in the aristocracy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, he he's very kind, and he doesn't seem to have like a superiority complex or yeah. an anti superiority complex. He just seems like comfortable with himself, which is. Another thing I like about Elizabeth. Yeah. He seems very <laughs> grounded to me. So like maybe like an earth sign. Uh, yeah. He might be like, maybe like a Taurus. Although mm-hmm. I don't know how like, hmm, <laughs> that's a good, he could be an earth <laughs> sign. I was, maybe he could be, I was wondering if he could be a Sagittarius or maybe a Leo <gasps> just because he seems to be really good in social situations. Like he can talk to a lot of people. Yeah. I, it's hard to say, like, you know, we don't really get to see him that much in his home life. Right. Only but in like, a public setting. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that's like a total flip. So part of me was thinking, like, the idea of like a Leo and being like, I'm like, the, like, the idea of him being very comfortable in himself and he knows who he is and. In a way, him trying to, like, amp everyone up and be like, oh, let's do this. Let's, like, you know, feel this way. It's almost like he's trying to, like, be like, here, look at the way I'm thinking. Like, everyone should think like this. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, what if he's also an air sign? Because running for mayor, that, like, mm-hmm. I would think is some sort of, like, you know, you got to think about that and decide. But I don't know. Like, yeah. is he just a person who was like, you should run for mayor? And he's like, sure. <laughs> is he, like, a Bingley? Or is he, like, a, <laughs> you know, is he, like... Hmm, you know what we really need in this town? A mayor. <laughs> Let me get some I things could, done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He doesn't know. seem the the type to be like, I'm going to take charge and I'm going to do like... Yeah. Because even like the whole... You would think if he had that mindset, the whole like changing of the songs, he wouldn't have been so like... What's the word? He wouldn't have been so like kind of gracious with Mary to kind of like bring her back to like a normal mm-hmm. level. And <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking. Let's go through the other um, element: water. He could be a water sign too, because I think like maybe a Pisces even, mm. because like he does seem he emotional. Really good at you know talking to different people on their level, and that's a good idea. It would yeah. be a, a good, uh, good mayor sign because you got to relate to everyone. Yeah maybe a Pisces I like maybe that. with some Leo or some Taurus or maybe yeah. Virgo I don't know <laughs> <laughs> or all the above <laughs> could be anything but <laughs> but I like Pisces yeah let's go with Pisces for him we'll say with like a Leo rising or something yeah because he definitely does have some sort of like a leadership yes. kind of quality yes D&D 
I would say he's probably lawful good. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> lawful good. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, seems he to be like to be a rule breaker. <laughs> no, yeah, and he's definitely always has the best intentions. Definitely. What Jane or no, what what David Lynch character or movie or whatever would he most be interested in? Or be I feel in? like what I think of him, I kept thinking of Pete from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they're both like very good, very like, you know. Yes. They always, I mean, you know, he's Pete's with Catherine and <laughs> he's really got to try and bring her back <laughs> up. So it just kind of seemed like they have very similar like attitudes about stuff and they don't try and dwell on the negative. Yeah, I could see that. This is going to sound horrible, but I could almost see him being like a a Leland, but like not a, like a beginning of the first season Leland Palmer, you know? I mean, not yeah, with yeah, the grief, yeah. but with the like, you know, like, he's always pretty like, much oh, like wants to be the life of how the you can, <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to like not give in to the grief aspect of losing Laura. He's trying to amp everything up. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that too. Yeah, I, like I could that. see him being a Leland. I don't think he... He would probably like the straight story if he was just going to have to watch a David Absolutely. Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, this is the most like upbeat of yeah. all David Lynch's work. He would love a man on his tractor going on a journey. I think that'd be just the kind of thing he would like. <laughs> yes. I feel like it would give him some ideas. Should I go cross country on my tractor? Exactly. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. So kind of like Leland. And Pete, but mm-hmm. probably would like Straight Story the best. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, I feel, is very fitting. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. Or was there any... Oh, I always forget. Do we have another Final one? thoughts? I guess we don't have to do final thoughts since we're not wrapping up the whole series. That's true. Um, I guess we could just say, like, you know, I'm excited about starting. I think the first one we did really mm-hmm. good. I'm afraid that I will talk way too much, that I didn't put enough detail or I put too much detail. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I it was the good. perfect amount. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's such, like, uh, what I'm enjoying about it so far is I feel like we're getting stuff that we haven't got in the other adaptation. And I'm, like, I'm excited to be, like, oh, we're going to get so much more and we're going to get so much more fleshed out scenes and... Yeah. It just makes me excited because I really like what we've gotten so far. Yes. It's definitely a great version of Pride and Prejudice. And I love a miniseries because you get to like really let it breathe and get to all the details. Mm-hmm. Especially like a six-parter. Oh. I say like, you don't have to rush at all. As long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, should we go ahead and get to recommendations? Sure. Let me <laughs> I remember. know what I want to recommend. I've already thought it out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And there is a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, because I, um, if you've listened to any of the David Lynch that we've been doing recently, mm-hmm. you will know that I was very excited to see a certain movie that was coming out. But I will say that if you want to go out and see two and a half hour epic sci-fi movie (laughs) that has a million (laughs) characters and is a fun ride into a new world go see the eternals (laughs) because Uh, (laughs) yes so good 
I watched it and Dune, which you know I was so excited about. And I'm not saying that Dune is bad, but The Eternals was just watching them next to back to back. I was like, Dune is kind of boring. I I preferred the David Lynch Dune. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just thought. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't watched Dune yet, but I can can see compared to The Eternals, which is like this huge, like, I don't know. They're very comparable in certain ways. (laughs) Yeah. And so I can totally see your, your thought process with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I've been saying for weeks, I know I'm going to want to recommend Dune, but honestly, yeah, watch Dune, but only if you like really love Dune. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> if you're like, I just want to know what it's about. This is probably a good version just because it's like mm-hmm. pretty easy to digest as a version of Dune. I just felt like it was like missing a lot from what, because I read it recently and mm-hmm. I really kind of got into the David Lynch version, even though it was really hard to get into. And Dune is such a, like a dense and like crazy... Yeah sci-fi epic that i really love the eternals i don't know why everyone was like dissing it especially when there was such high praise for dune and then but like i thought that the eternals actually handled a lot of (laughs) it's i don't know it's just much funner to watch to me (laughs) yeah i could totally like because i also watched eternals recently and (laughs) it was and i didn't know how to feel about like all the negative reviews it was getting which was i thought i was like there's no way that a movie this jam-packed with so many good actors and so many interesting characters can be that like boring and bad and so i was like okay clearly the people who were going to review it didn't understand that chloe zhao was directing it (laughs) which if you watched any of her other movies you would totally get it it's so weird. But I enjoyed it so much. Like, I was just like, I didn't even really read the reviews beforehand. I just kind of knew that there were negative reviews. And I came out of yeah. it going, wow, she really juggled all these characters so well. And she set up this huge, mm-hmm. dense storyline, like, really well and adeptly. And I never felt bored. And it moved along really well. And, and, and it I was hear so... all the critiques. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's opposite of what I felt when I watched exactly. it. That's exactly. And, and, it, like Chloe Zhao is such one of those directors where everything in her movies looks so beautiful. It was gorgeous. So every shot in this was so perfect, and it was so enjoyable to watch. And the special and effects all the characters were, great were great too. It was just they like, were really good. I loved it. So <laughs> screw those yeah, critics. It was... <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that's all, like everyone's like from what I've heard, the little I've heard, everyone's interpretation of those reviews after they've watched it. They're like these people are crazy because it was so good. <laughs> And I liked David Lynch's Dune better. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, I am, I'm being annoying and I'm like, I want to watch it in theaters because it's such a, it's a it is Denis Villeneuve movie. And oh yeah. His movies are always so like, very much like a Chloe Zhao, like very beautiful, very big. And so I'm like, I want to watch it on a giant screen. So I'll probably watch it soon and then I'll report in with my thoughts as well. Yes. I didn't. I just watched it on my normal large TV, which I think is plenty. I was like, big you enough. have a large TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you have a pretty big TV, so it was and like turning out all the lights and everything. I'm sure it it could be like a very immersive yeah. experience. Yeah. Well, what's your recommendation? Sorry, I took forever. I'm on my. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. It's good that you did because I was <laughs> when you started out with saying like sci-fi, blah blah blah. I was like, oh, she's gonna recommend Dune, so I can recommend Eternals. Oh shit! And then you said Eternals. I was like, oh no, damn. Well, we can just have a joint recommendation if you want. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I um, I did start. I okay. My recommendation actually will be a TV show. Oh. that is not a new TV show, I, but it's on Netflix now, and I just started watching it, and 
I'm really enjoying it, and I put it off for so long, um, but I'm going to recommend Seinfeld. Oh. Um, <laughs> I watched it when it like, came out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which I feel like everyone's watched it, but I wasn't old enough to watch I wasn't born when it came out, but uh, <laughs> I was just about to say I wasn't old enough, but I wasn't born. <laughs> But I just put it off for so long because I was like, I, I feel like I had watched like maybe a once part of a scene that I didn't find very funny or something at the time. And I was like, I don't think I like this show. And so I never watched <laughs> it. And so we just started watching it and it's so funny and so good. And I mean, you know, to me, the best part of the show is Elaine and George. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Those I mean... are always my favorite parts, especially Elaine. But I just love Julia Louis-Dreyfus so much. But <laughs> If you haven't watched it or it's been a long time, I would recommend watching it because it's just, it's fun. And each episode, it's like, you know, it's a new story. You can just jump in wherever and it's all stupid in the it best way. definitely a Thursday night staple for a long time. <laughs> I always oh, watched it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I feel like I mostly only watch sitcoms while they're on, though. I never really go back and rewatch them, but. Yeah. That one I'm might be worth think it. I- You've been watching a lot of them lately. Yeah, well, I never watched Frasier also. Same scenario <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, and so I started watching it. And so I'm also, well, S- S- Frasier, I think, has like 11 seasons. It's been on, it was on so long. Um, and so we're kind of like near the end, sort of. I, I was looking up something the other day. I was like, oh, just shoot me. I was on something and I was looking mm-hmm. at it. I was like, how is this on for seven seasons? <laughs> 22 episode seasons. <laughs> It is shocking to see how many shows like that. You're like, oh my god, they had so many episodes. Like at the time, it was just such a cult (laughs) thing. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, I am excited to be doing this for the rest of the holiday season with you. Me too. I can't wait to get to episode two. (laughs) Me too. I'm excited to watch it. I'm gonna. (laughs) I'm like, I I need to watch it soon because I want to like continue the story. I know. I was trying. That's why I was like secretly i was like it would be so great if we could just like rent a house for a week and just record (laughs) back to back (laughs) well when i win the powerball we will have (laughs) excursions to the places where it's based off and we record there (laughs) yes unfortunately life is not giving us a free week to do that (laughs) no unfortunately Uh, but yeah still someday i will watch it with you because yeah oh yeah. this is <laughs> we, one i'm i can already tell that i will definitely be happy to rewatch. yeah it's so good we'll have to do a commentary on it someday don't you oh, worry sure. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to write in or actually i would love it if you guys would like leave a one minute voicemail on our website with your favorite moment of this adaptation that would be mm-hmm. so cool if we could That's just like idea. stick them in to the episodes like so oh yeah if, that'd be awesome yeah or maybe we can do something at the end where we put a bunch of people like just have like a bunch of them mm-hmm. so yeah if you guys want to do that or if you want to write in i can read them out <laughs> that would be fine as well but i would love to get everyone's opinion what's your favorite moment of this entire adaptation or what made you fall in love with it for the first time or why is this one your favorite <laughs> if it is you mm-hmm. know like Anything about why you love it, we want to hear. So please write in, leave a voice message because that would be ideal. We could just stick it into the episode. Yes, you can. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at mannersofmadness at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at mannersofmadness or on Instagram at mannersofmadnesspod 
Or if you want to leave a one-minute voicemail, you can on our website at mannersandmadness.com. Yes. And we hope to hear from you. And I guess that's it for this week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. On to episode two. Episode two next week. And we will talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Actually signed off appropriately. <laughs> <laughs>